Welcome to The Daily Dharma, a podcast where we draw inspiration from Buddhist philosophy on how to fix and better our lives. Join us as we dig through the archives of Buddhist texts, great teachers, and real life to grab an extra hit of wisdom to lift us up from the daily grind and find much-needed peace. Hi everyone, welcome to The Daily Dharma. In this episode, we're going to be talking about what it means to actually acknowledge and understand your own suffering, because we are a Buddhist podcast after all, and you can't go very far without talking about suffering because it is one of the Four Noble Truths, and it's a big reason as to why this philosophy exists in the first place, which is how to understand your suffering, what to make of the suffering, where the suffering comes from, and then what then? What do we do with the suffering? Where does it go? Where can we go with the suffering? How long does it go? I think it's a really good thing, especially during a lockdown during the pandemic to sit down and sort of think about what causes suffering in your life. And I think suffering is a very heavy word. But I think it's good not to be afraid of the extent of the pain and the trauma and the suffering that you carry, because all that will accomplish is running away from it. So knowing that all of us face some sort of scar, some sort of pain, some sort of fear, anxiety, some sort of thing that bothers us, just being able to acknowledge that it exists and then face it within us, that's the first step, I would say, to sort of understanding the reality of life, which is we suffer. We suffer. It it is full of lots and lots of sufferings because primarily we are away from the things that we like and then we are faced with things we don't like. And yes, that is not a line that I created myself. That line comes straight from Buddhist philosophy. That really is one of the core tenets of suffering itself. But then also, it's our attachment to the outcomes of life, which is the things that we like tend to be distanced from us, and then the things that we don't like tend to be, you know, things that we need to be reckoning with. I think, in general, Buddhism gives you a bigger picture of how life really plays out which is you will be faced with things that you don't like and you will realize that the things that you do like don't last. But then the question is, how do we deal with that? What are we supposed to take from this situation, this scenario, and learn to prosper, learn to grow, learn to find joy and be happy with it? Well, obviously, this is a very long process and it's not something that happens instantly overnight. But in a way, acknowledging the suffering in our lives is very much necessary to move on to the joyous, happier aspects of being more aware and spiritually developed in your life. And the story that comes to mind when I think of this whole concept, um, which is very much, in a nutshell, all All what Buddhism is really about and what Buddhist philosophy really points to is the fact that we are suffering because of our perspective on the world, because of the things we don't know, and that by learning these things, by practicing these things, by observing the reality of life and realizing that if we just keep 
thinking about things as in, well, I'm not going to be happy because the things that I want in life are not mine. And I'm not going to be happy because I have to be faced with things I don't like, which are mine. If we keep thinking like that, then all that's left is suffering. But if we think outside of that box and try to look at our life and just the nature of life, the pattern of life in a bird's eye perspective, you start to see that everything, everything we have, including ourselves, our bodies, our minds, everything we have, our money, our land, our families, our friends, the jobs we can have, everything in life is impermanent. And everything is going to come to an end at some point. And when you start to see that, you understand that, of course, the perspectives that we are, that are sort of ingrained in us, that we own ourselves, that we own other people, that we own pieces of land, or we own a job, like, whenever you try to own something, it becomes a burden, because you're always afraid that it's going to be taken away from you. And then when it inevitably is taken away from you, including your life, because we all die, it hurts, because we didn't think it was going to happen. So in Buddhist philosophy, I think the main thing really here is to think about the reality of life, observe it in its capacity within our own lives, and then start to apply the wisdom that comes with understanding that, understanding the nature of our own suffering into our everyday lives. So like, for example, knowing that something that you like, like a relationship that you're very you're very attached to that's important to you knowing that everything comes to an end which also means that that relationship might come to an end means that when it does end it'll still hurt but it'll hurt a little less because you knew that it could happen and that it's not your fault it's not because you are a bad person it's not because i don't know like you deserve this kind of pain or that you're meant to suffer no this is simply the nature of life we're meant to watch things begin and end. We ourselves begin and end. And at least to me, as like a young practicing Buddhist, when that particular fact was known to me and I realized that, wow, everything that we have is impermanent. Even we are impermanent. It takes the weight off of things. Because if we think things are permanent, then we also feel the weight of having to be responsible, having to be perfect, having to make good decisions all the time. Because if we don't, well, we're going to be permanently in the wrong because these things last forever, but they don't. And I think simultaneously with the concept of impermanence comes the reality of redemption, which is that redemption is always available to us. Yesterday is not the same as today. Yesterday is over. Tomorrow hasn't even begun, but today is still here. And if everything is impermanent, then that means any kind of negative thing that we do is also impermanent. That too will actually one day end. And there's a lot of famous Buddhist stories around this idea. But I think in particular, um, one that I really like is about a king who basically celebrates when things are going really, really well. And then when things are going really badly, he's very upset. 
And then one day, a smart advisor of his gave him a ring that says, "All this all shall pass. I believe this is an Ajahn Brahm story. Um, I could be wrong, but anyways, he has a lot of great stories, so I wouldn't be surprised. But anyhow, from then on, whenever things went badly or when things went really well, the king would look at the inscription on his ring and think to himself, well, this is not going to last. So there's no point of becoming attached to the outcomes of the situation. I need to think about, well, great that this is happening or horrible that this is happening, but how can we do the best we can in order to make the most of the situation? And with that more realistic, practical mindset, his kingdom prospered. And of course, this story is just a metaphor of our life, which is that when bad things happen, we have to acknowledge the fact that bad things can happen to us and will happen to us. That's just the truth of life. It's not our fault. And also that bad things will end and good things will also happen to us. Both of them will happen. But if we tie ourselves to the outcome, if we constantly guilt ourselves or allow ourselves to be super happy because something good has happened to our lives, well, then we're at the mercy of life to tell us how to feel and how to think and how to act. But if we realize that life is always going to be full of ups and downs, that nothing good or nothing bad is meant to last, that everything is impermanent, that gives us a license to take a step back and understand that we are in control of how we see our lives and that we don't need to particularly feel bad or feel particularly good per se, or I would say kind of, because I don't want to tell people to, you know, I don't want to tell you to not be happy if something good has happened. But I think the danger of anything good happening, whether it's a new job offer or a new relationship or a new business being successful is that the happiness of that can easily lead to a depression once the, that success might be gone. And I think the important thing here is to understand that it's good to work hard. It's good to want good things in your life. However, if we become too attached to good things and not want to deal or face or accept the fact that bad things could happen and that any of those good things can be taken away from us, that will lead to a lot of suffering in and of itself. Because at the end of the day, all we can really control in life is how we feel about things and how we think about things. And Buddhist philosophy very much tells us to acknowledge the fact that suffering is reality and to examine how suffering occurs. And that is one of the root causes of suffering is not understanding the nature of suffering itself, which is our attachment to good things and our dislike of, of bad things. And I think that's a very basic kind of overarching perspective on good and bad. But I do think as well that the simple, the simpler the philosophy, the easier it is to try and absorb and then apply in your life. Personally, whenever I hear difficult kind of multi-layered, multilingual sermons in Buddhism, things that my mom or my dad might like to listen to, like it confuses me. And if it confuses me, there's no way it's going to help me live my life. 
Whereas sometimes knowing philosophy in very simple, clear-cut terms can allow you to actually think about it yourself and feel comfortable discussing it in your own mind. And thus you can actually try to experiment it um, with it, it within your own mind. And I think, at least for me, knowing that life will one day end, that all that I do is not permanent, I think that helps me to be a little bit more free because I know I'm not going to be judged forever by anyone, including myself, based on the decisions I make. And then also knowing that everything comes to pass, it, it reminds me that every day is truly a new slate. And that no matter the bad or the good that we did before, really the only moment that matters is now. Because the good in the past is not going to last and nor will the bad. And thus we are able to actually shape ourselves every single day with the present moment, with the tensions we have right now versus what we had before. So, and in general, and of course I've already loaded and I typically do one story per episode, but I think the final kind of story that really ties into this theme is one of the most recent Buddha and the story of what inspired them to really even leave their lavish life as a prince and kind of go out and search for enlightenment. So, the story goes that he, as a young prince, had been lavished with every sort of comfort and luxury. Since, as a child, his father was told by wise people that this person was either going to be like a king of like everything or if they were going to, you know, become enlightened, like a great teacher, the king was like, I don't want my kid to become a priest. Like, he's going to become a king just like me. So his father did everything he could to never let anything, anything cloud the boy's judgment. He just made sure his child was always, just always entertained, always just in the most luxurious villas, luxurious accommodations. He never wanted his son to ever feel the need for anything. But inevitably, reality did catch up to his son. And it, it happened when, first of all, he decided that he wanted to see outside of his, you know, his royal compound. He wanted to see reality outside of his walls. And he, in, when he did that, he saw three things. Number one, he saw somebody who was sick. So he realized that, wow, everyone, well, when he saw that and he asked, I think, an advisor or a friend, like, well, is it true that all of us get sick, that it's uncontrollable that we can't we can't do anything to make the sickness go away and it's the truth everything decays everything dies um everything sickens and and so will he and so will anyone because that's just the nature of life and so that was the first reality he encountered the second is death and when he saw a corpse he was like what like people die like this life comes to an end just like that. And that was confirmed. Um, I think I'm missing one, actually. Uh, I think there's death and then there's aging. Oh, there's aging. There we go. I'm so sorry. Um, but basically, he realizes that as well, because 
all of the servants, all the people around him are young and they're dancing and they're super energetic and there's literally no sign of aging. But then in one of his ventures or accidentally, he sees an older person and he sees how difficult it is to be old and, you know, how frail their body is, how withered they look. And he and again, he has this question of like, does everybody become old? And then the answer is yes, everyone it becomes old. So and then the final thing that he saw was an ascetic, which is kind of like another word for like a monk or someone who's like a holy person. And that's when he realized that, well, if things like age and becoming old, so becoming older, death and sickness come to all of us, well, there's no point of me staying in a palace enjoying all these luxuries because these realities will become will become my reality too one day. So I need to go out and find a solution for all of this. And that kind of kick-started the journey to enlightenment. Of course, if you listen to my Bodhisattva episode and all that, you know that this being, any Bodhisattva, has been striving to become enlightened for a long time. So it's not like these questions were new. However, I think it's very symbolic that... You know, that story does indicate aging, um, dying, and then also um, getting sick. Because those are three realities that we, as people, as any being in this universe, cannot get away from. And then as a result, being attached to outcomes in our lives, become attached to our health, becoming attached to our youth, becoming attached to... um, our lives in general, anything in our lives, well, it doesn't make really, it doesn't make a lot of sense because it's all going to go away. And of course, there's nothing wrong with feeling joy, but I think it's important to understand that your joy should come from a place that isn't attached to any of these things, because if they are, it's going to go away and it's going to hurt. But of course, these are thought patterns that are ingrained in society, are ingrained in the way our family and friends think about things. And certainly that's why it's ingrained in us. But Buddhist philosophy challenges us to take a step back from that thing, way of thinking and to ask ourselves, what is the price of actually thinking like this? What is the suffering that amounts from living a life where we allow ourselves to become attached to outcomes instead of looking at life realistically through a bird's eye lens of, well, we all age, we all die, and we all get sick. So what now? How will I actually become happy in a circumstance like this? And of course, that is where we lead into the Eightfold Path and the practicing of Dharma, which is learning to understand the reality of existence even more as a whole so that we don't get sucked into the suffering again and again. So that was a little bit deeper and more convoluted than I expected. But I just thought, you know, just before I end the episode that it is important that we give ourselves kindness and wisdom in this time because the lockdown has been a very trying time for all of us and we've had a lot of time to really reflect on our likes and dislikes as well as suffer 
suffer because we can't see our friends, suffer because we might be away from our families, suffer because we're alone or we feel anxious or stressed. Like we to there's a there was all there will always be a lot of suffering in this world. And the pandemic is not an exception to this, but I hope that people can take a little bit of a second in their busy daily lives to acknowledge and be sympathetic and empathetic to their own suffering, realizing that they are, first of all, suffering, that that suffering is important to acknowledge, and that understanding the nature of that suffering can lead to the lessening of that suffering, because at least you're not feeling bad anymore for suffering. You realize that suffering is a part of life. And after you do that, you can start to entangle the beliefs that are leading to that suffering and thus alleviate yourself even more from the feeling of suffering itself. Because I'm not saying suffering is a choice, but I think suffering is a result of certain beliefs and thoughts and basically psychological conditions that we place like mental habits that we place within ourselves unintentionally that lead to a lot of suffering but the great thing is that we can actually untangle ourselves from it and as a result feel a lot less burdened because at least in my own life that's exactly how I unburden myself when it comes to bad situations or bad outcomes, because just like everyone probably listening to this podcast, bad things have happened to me. And I've sometimes been in many, many situations where I've worked really hard, done the right thing as far as I can know, done right by everyone, and yet outcomes are the worst that I could possibly imagine, sometimes worse than I could even know. And I just have to face it. I just have to deal with it. But in those situations, when I remind myself that it's not my fault, that this is the nature of life, that bad things happen, but this will not last. That gives me strength to know that I don't need to tie myself to this situation or blame myself for this situation. I just need to do my best the next time round to try and mitigate the circumstances. Or, and if the same thing happens, so what? Life is full of ups and downs. It's not my fault. It is simply the nature of life. And every day is a new day for me to try something else, to try something new, to find another solution or another method to solve whatever problem or whatever need that I have at that moment. So I thought was this is definitely a longer episode than usual, but... I'm just glad I got all of these thoughts out of my mind and I hope as you're going through your everyday that you, if whenever you feel that you're suffering or you feel pain, that you stop and acknowledge the weight of that pain and then also start to reassure yourself and to just be kind to yourself that life is hard but it's not your fault and with that, you can start to build resilience towards these kind of situations because you're not tying yourself and binding yourself with guilt and stress and anxiety to the fact that the outcome is your fault, which it's not. So, and I think, of course, like, I don't want to say that don't take responsibility for your actions 
because ultimately your actions do matter and they are your responsibility. But the outcome is not always in your control. And it often is completely out of your control. So anyways, that was a lot of thoughts. But I think the best thing we can do when bad things happen, despite us working hard for them not to happen, is to forgive ourselves and to let go of our attachment of the outcome and to try and make peace with the situation as best as we can. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. And I hope you find peace this week and I will be back with a new episode next week. Stay safe out there.